Nai mai te rā, haere rā te pō, toia e tamanui te rā, ngā māramatanga kia whiti, whiti, whiti ai te rā. Ki runga i tā tātou kaupapa i ki ana ko Pāri People. Hau me huie, taiki. Kia ora mihi ngārangi Forbes. This is Pāri People, of course, funded by the Public Interest Journalism Fund. It's Tuesday the 16th of November and I'm joined by our expert panel of political modellers. Uh, they've been processing all the data and they've been crunching all the numbers. They are, of course, Professor Tau Henare and Dr Shane Te Pau. Tēnā would you like to be called there? Doctor? No, no, no not no, really. Not really. I will, DJ, DJ Shane Tavo, that's okay. my ultimate DJ. DJ Shane Tavo, that would be my ultimate DJ. How 80s is that? Yeah. Yeah, well. Species it's... of my life, too. Exactly. Yeah. Just call me bro. Okay, then, bro. 181 years ago, we became a colony yeah. uh, with the British Empire. We severed our links to Australia um, and we became known as New Ulster, New Munster, and New Leinster, the North, the South, and the Stuart Islands. The Māori Party wants us to be called Aotearoa. What do you think? Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an Aotearoa person. Yeah. Um, and here's the interesting thing New Munster, New Ulster, New Leinster. You would have thought that they were New Pommy, but they're not. They're actually um, Irish names for counties in, in Ireland. I'd, I'd rather be aligned to the Irish than the Dutch, to be honest, but yeah, I'd, I'd sure, rather be aligned yeah. to Māori. Yeah. I'm sure someone's going to, because names are so important, yes, I'm sure are. someone's going to send us a note about what they think and whether we've got that wrong. But So Aotearoa is the Māori Party's pick for Aotearoa. Uh, the, wai, uh, sorry, the, wai, the South Island, Ngaitahu, have suggested the Waipaunamu, well, to Waipaunamu is the South Island, mm. but, you know, we're bigger than that. But also, also, it's not just about the name, and I'm, I'm a big fan of Aotearoa, and I think it's only a matter of time before it changes. It might be hyphenated. Uh, yeah, Aotearoa, or, yeah, New Zealand. It might be hyphenated. Um, but I think it's only a matter of time, but, you know, to Waipaunamu is geograph a geographical area, and Naitahu leadership ought to get behind the name Aotearoa because it's about a consciousness. It's about who we are as modern Aotearoa New Zealand and who we aspire to be. So, staying with the government theme, 181 years later, let's take a look at the latest polls. Very excited when I watched this poll because I knew yeah. that you guys were going to be sitting at home crunching the numbers yeah. and doing all the analysis. So, it's the One News Colmar Brunton poll. The Labour government is still very strong, 41%, but down two. Uh, both National and the Greens up one or two, and the ACT Party maintaining that impressive 14%. Shane, your analysis of those numbers? Uh, the Prime Minister will be quietly relieved. Uh, of course, we're talk talking about coalitions. The uh, Labour and Greens still have a very healthy um, coalition lead. Uh, not good for the National Party. Worst two months. You've got to admit, even Toe would agree, this is the worst two months for... for no, 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 this is the worst two goes. months for the government, eh? Hey? You no. would think that National Party would have taken uh, greater advantage of it. It's not, not, not shown in the numbers. But actually, the biggest loser, I reckon, of the night was... was uh, Bridges, because I think he was preparing a, uh, a, 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 bit of, a bit of a challenge, a bit of a run, but uh, when he's lower in population than the current leader of opposition, that says something about him and his, the lack of support that he has. It's been a very hairy start today, I've got to say, you two, very combative, so let's go to you now, though. Labour would take the 53 seats as uh, if, if they had the Green... Oh, sorry, 53 seats on their own with the Greens 12, Māori Party just one, while National and the ACT Party just 54 between them. What's your analysis of the numbers? Another another poll that means diddly squat to anybody. Um, Have it, polls it mean anything no, to you ever? Mean, it doesn't mean anything. Um, we're, we're, we're at least Isn't two years out Isn't that what you say when they election. don't fall your way? 
Hey? Isn't that what people say when they don't fall your way? Poles. Oh, I'm a bit like Bolger, bugger the poles. You know, um, I just think that they are a snapshot of those that get counted, who are lucky enough to be uh, contacted on the mobile. So, so do you think that actually the National Party numbers are higher? No, hell no, they're not high. You know, they, they should have shown Judith the, 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 the door ages ago. But who have they got? They've got Bridges, who wants to, but won't be. They've got Luxon, who other people want him. Does he want to be the leader? I don't know. Nobody knows about him. Look, the fact of the matter is, is that Labour are still on the, on a roll. They are still the government by a large uh, number of people. Here's the thing. At the next election, it's going to get really hairy. Yeah. Where Labour may need the Greens... To, to govern, and it will show how strong the Greens are at the next election. Does a pandemic help, or, or does it work against a government that's in power? Oh, in a way, I think it's six to one, half dozen of the other. Um, it, it, it helped them because a lot of the stuff was taken off uh, the TV, and we have, we've only had the pandemic. But again, it, it's been it's it's given the Labour government. Uh, the opportunity to work behind the scenes, like the Māori Health Authority, like Three Waters, like, you know, all of that stuff is still going on. It's just that we don't see any of it. Mm. Let's go to the preferred uh, leader. Uh, so the PM is still on 39, but not as high as she has been in the past. So I'm going to ask you about that question. But secondly, David Seymour weighing in at 14%, well ahead of the National Party, Judith Collins, who's just on 5%. So start with, um, is it a worry for, just, uh, for the Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern, that she's not as preferred as previous polls? Yeah, look, they will be concerned that the numbers are slipping, but as I said, they'll be, they will be relieved. You know, I expected worse, and I think some of them expected worse. I think that uh, that David Seymour's popularity is because the National Party is unpopular, and I think that, that he's getting some of their vote and some of their support, and he really is um, playing to that quite right perspective, not only economically right, but socially right, the grounds, the groundswell people, etc. Uh, I, I think that he'll continue to rise, but sooner or later that will dissipate, and I don't think he'll leave yeah. with those type of numbers going into the next election. One of the interesting, uh, who just popped up was, you know, uh, just behind his leader is Christopher Luxon at 4%. Simon Bridges has dropped right off. You, has Simon, uh, sorry, has Christopher Luxon got what it takes to move the party to, you know, the Marae's top table? Uh, well, he won't move the party to the to the centre, and that's where National Party gains ground. He will move, continue to move them to the right, particularly socially. He's got that quite fundamentalist perspective that, we, that really we haven't got to know yet. And the other thing is that, remember, the last time they experimented with someone who didn't have experience, it was an absolute disaster, and they're worried about the Todd Muller effect on Luxton. OK, well, let's just talk about Simon Bridges, because... He got rolled over a bad poll. When does the National Party move on this 5%? Well, like, like, like Shane says, I mean, the whole thing about National is, is that it does best when it has the middle ground, you know? And if you, if you keep pushing them right of centre, and even they think that it's cool to be right of centre because they're, they're now in a scrap with ACT, with regards to the Prime Minister, Jacinda, she's been a, actually she's been a victim of her own success because that's all we've ever seen in the last, say, two years is her on the, on the goggle box, 
you know, in front of the media about the pandemic. Now it's sort of the wheels are a, a, wee, a wee bit wobbly. Um, she's getting a bit wobbly as well. Um, it, it, it's really interesting. For, for somebody to lead the National Party, they need somebody in the centre that can play both sides, that can be a bit of a lefty and be a bit of a righty. But a bit like Key. Key was uh, uh, really good at, at playing both sides, right down the middle. And, and that's why people liked him, because he was a personable uh, person. Yeah. Is this, you know, is the political, political spectrum changing when we're starting to see 14% with, you know, ACT, the ACT party? What yeah. do you think? It, it, it worries me that, that at, there's at least a core 5 to 7% of the ultra-right who back David Seymour. You know, that, that worries me, um, that now we, we're, we're looking at a scrap not between left and right, but we're looking at a scrap between right and right. Yeah. Just, to, just to gain that momentum to actually try and have a go at the left. Mm. So it's, yeah. New Zealand first back at, back at three percent. What do you make of that? I think they'll be buoyed by that. Uh, let's see what the trends, uh, how the trends go with them. It's really interesting that when Winston sort of has a bit of a profile, uh, his numbers drop a bit, and when he doesn't, um, his number rises a bit. But they'll be buoyed by that. I tell you, in terms of people like uh, parties like National, uh, New Zealand First and Act, where polls count, fundraising. I can't remember party people last year, but mm. did either of you write off New Zealand First? I think we were too scared to, okay. and, 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 and I'd, I'd be too scared to write Winston again. off again. Um, yeah, 3%, and they're not even in Parliament. Māori Party's in Parliament, and they drop one. Yeah. I, I, well, I did, and I did about three weeks out um, suggest that Northland was gone and that Willow Jean would come up the middle, and, well, she, and she did. I did, I did predict that. Um, yeah, but look who but, look who was running. But you can't but you can't write you can't write off Winston. You know they say that a souffle but, doesn't but, rise but, twice but, as safe. But they do souffle. need a seat. They do need yeah. a seat. So what would they be looking at? Well, they're not going to win a seat. No, yeah. they're not going to well, win so a seat. So then are they even in the running? And, uh, they're not going to win a seat, and you, they are in the in the running because I think there's plenty of room for wedge politics, and that is Winston's game. Let's look at COVID as it's happened over the week. So boosters coming in a couple of weeks. Yes. Uh, the country could work, uh, move to the traffic light system earlier, but we have to wait and see till the end of the month. Uh, last week we talked about the government's objection to hand over Māori data to Māori health organisations, and this week, another New Zealand first, that might be a political move. Matua Shane Jones has come out swinging at Dr Bloomfield, saying he's pitting Māori against Māori. To, it's the two giant titans, Ngaitahu and Waipareira. What's going on there? Oh, yeah, I, th I think, uh, to be fair to Ngaitahu, um, they have their own game plan in terms of health, in terms of education, or whatever. And, and this is part of it is about rangatiratanga, about ngaitahu's rangatiratanga. But then it's also about, hey, the media tried to make out that ngaitahu were the ones that were blocking this, and they weren't. They had some issues, and they put that on the table. And so it wasn't, the, the big bad person no, wasn't ngaitahu. Mm. In terms of uh, where everything's going, I'm just sad that Waipareta has to spend another 200k getting some information. People saying, oh, well, it's private information. It's easy to put in place some rules and regulations whereby that information is, is tapu. Mm. Shane Jones also says that um, 
the Māori ministers are letting Bloomfield have, have too much power. Is well, it right? Well, actually, look at Willie Jackson's very strong language, Andrew Little's very strong language. All due respect to my good friend Shane Jones, he understands better than anyone um, how the the State Sector Act rules. It's not as if the ministers can reach in, direct the direct the uh, the director of health to do what he what they want him to do. The state the, the state sector act forbids him to do that, and Shane needs to know that, and he does know that. So, what's the right thing for the, this government to do in terms of that Maori data now? I, I personally think it needs to be handed over. I think it's for the for the better good of our people. You know, if Naitahu have got an issue, save and, and Toa is right, bucks. but to, to, yeah, save the two hundred bucks. I mean, two hundred thousand dollars. Imagine but, what that all, could go but towards. Also, it's about the greater good, and we all do agree that the greater good is vaccination and increasing those vaccination right, uh, rates. I would rather have a scrap in the privacy tribunal than see more of our whānau die. Mm. Uh, our tamariki, well, our younger kids. Uh, going back to Kura Apopo in Auckland, in Tāmaki Makaurau. Last day for teachers to begin that vaccination plan. It's, a, it's been interesting. So there was a lot of uh, protest early on and, uh, and threats that would have lots of teachers not turning up. What do you make? I think it's something like 0.2% of teachers who haven't begun their vaccination. Well, as I've said before, um, I'm, I'm not a fan of, of, of vaccine mandates. I think what what we've done by creating vaccine mandates has created another class mm. of people, um, and we've put put them aside. You know, in, in Austria, at the moment, there is a rule being brought in that if you're not vaccinated, you get locked down. You know, that's that. that's really uh, draconian uh, but, sort of. But what do you do? What do you do when there's a threat that teachers didn't want to get vaccinated, and we've got these kids to look after? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I know that. And, and, and I mean, my, my muckle's not going back to school tomorrow, that's for sure. I mean, you know what I would do? I'd say bugger the school uh, for the rest of the year. Turn it off and we'll start again next year. What do you do when you've got whānau that need to get back to work? I, they've got to get back to work. I, I, I have real sympathy with TOAs coming from mandates, but I think the fact is they work. On an international scale, our mandates are pretty mild compared to Australia, compared to Europe. And I tell you what, as we enter into winter up in Europe, I think those, those, uh, the, the mandates will, will be harsher. I think there'll be further lockdowns. And this fallacy that people are putting around that the rest of the world is returning to normal is ticker. The rest of the world is not returning to normal. The phase that we're in and the phase the rest of the world in is the new normal. Do you think the, the kayako uh, mandates have been helpful? to encourage the uh, you know teaching staff to get to get mandated? Absolutely, because the numbers have risen, and I don't think that's by accident. I think that's by, by design. Do you buy that, Toe? Because mm. you're, you're not a fan of it, but, you know, we, no, we no, only no, have 0.2% no. I mean, that so, I mean, so what do you want to do? Lock, lock the unvaccinated away? Because that's what, you, that's what you're basically saying. Is so, that so, a, a so portion who, so, of the so population? Who, so, but who is it about? Is it about our tamariki or our oh, Enough about the, um, the emotional. No, but, is it about our no, tamariki? No, no, it's but it has to be about emotional. Because, no, it is. It because is. while your mokopuna no. are doing all right in your big section with the, with the chooks and the rest oh, of it. Oh, get personal. No, 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 because you've got a really nice home environment. Not everyone has that ability. Well, maybe they should follow me. Yeah. Shane. Oh, well, look, can I say this? Can I can can I say this? It's not about the motion emotion. 
what we do know is that vaccinations work and it does suppress the, the real bad effects of, of COVID. You're less likely to end up in hospital, you're less likely to die. So we, we know that's a fact and that, that works. And so that's those why, people who died this why, week and that's why, vaccinated. And that's why mandates work. It suppresses the number. New Zealand, uh, per head of population, is at about 0.7. Our nearest neighbour is at about 7%. Mm. So, you know, our, our methodologies work. And, you know, I think one of the ultimate, the ultimate responsibility of our government is to keep our people alive. And that's what this government has achieved. We're um, seeing the, the, the virus moving south uh, to some of those smaller communities, Kafia, Otarahanga, uh, Taupo, yep. I think Wairarapa yesterday. Is yep. that a concern or is this just expected now? Oh, I think it's washing over the whole of the country. Um, somehow it's been able to get out, you know, whether it's been through people escaping Auckland. Um, it reminds me of, uh, you know, the movies, Escape from LA. I mean, this is, this is what people do. Um, so, but it hasn't... Shane is right. In the big scheme of things, if we put this up against what's happened around the world, we're bit players. You know, we are, we don't even appear on the board. Um, so we've only lost uh, thirty odd people mm. uh, to this to this pandemic, um, and I've known some of those people who have passed away. Um, it, it's sad, and it's terribly sad. I feel for everybody out there who's either vaccinated or not vaccinated. Um, and I, I suppose my, my view is I just want it to end. Yeah, me so too. get back to um, being idiots. Yeah, yeah, me too. I want it to end, but we've got to have it's it. It's a marathon. But we've got, to have it. we've got to have a methodology to it end. And, the, and again, and I don't want to sound like a crack record, but the methodology is increase those vaccination rates, get those boosters going. And also I think we're going to have to practice reasonably um, safe health habits um, masking, sanitisation, all that sort of thing. And you know what? I, I, I think lots of Māori whānau out there, even when the borders are open, they'll be very, and I don't want to use the word hesitant, but they'll be very careful about having Christmas events. You know, we're looking at an unveiling, we're looking at postponing it, even if the borders are open, because we just don't want to take that risk. And people from Tamaki Makoto that live in Tamaki Makoto, I don't want to go into a high area in terms of um, unvaccinated and, and pass COVID on. I don't want to do that. I don't that, want to take that responsibility. That's the rangatiratanga that you can mm. have over your own whānau, right? That yeah, you, yeah, you do. And I mean, that's where rangatiratanga actually yeah. starts, is at home. Mm. And then it, you go out into the community, the wider whānau, blah, 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 blah. But here's the thing, which, which, is, which is a worry to Māori. Half of those new cases are Māori. 40%. And I suppose in one, one aspect, um, we're lucky that we have a young population, because mm. the average age of people are actually getting it is over the age of, I think it's 45 or yeah. something like that. Um, and we're, we're, we're a young population. But I'm 61, and I've been double back, so I just can't wait to get my booster. And somebody said to me this morning, oh, it's a booster now. How many times are you going to get a booster? Oh, well, I get it 10 times as, as, long, as, as, as long as it keeps me alive. Yeah. yeah. Hey, well, last week we touched on three waters, uh, the reform, and the opposition continues from councils around the country. Today we're going to look at the housing intensification scrap. So the government, with support from the opposition, wants to get rid of that single-family zoning um, and bring in the medium-density residential. That means that, Toe, your neighbour can build three houses in a row, three storeys high, overlooking your chook run. How would the chooks feel about that? Well, guess what? <laughs> the people across the road from me um, their houses have been sold, 
and 16 apartments are to appear across the road from me. Now, I, I don't mind because I think you've got to fit people in somewhere. Um, and for all these council, councils who are saying, oh, what a bad, bad idea. Well, you should have built some houses and got the infrastructure right 25 years ago, not, not just yesterday. So what we're seeing right throughout the country, but particularly in Auckland, is the new look of Aotearoa, where people are going to live uh, a lot closer together a lot closer to uh, the suburban hub and also to the CBD. So I, I'm, I'm all in favour, as long as the d designs aren't shitty. Because mm. that's been... Look, I, I come from Ōtara, mm. and, you know, back in the 60s, it was just a, a you know, a Fribrolite house. Yuck. Gross. But here's the thing, Ato. Can I just say, here's the thing. There are greater levels of um, intensification in West Auckland anyway than there are in Central Auckland, than there are in Oraki, well, as there are, in, say, as there are in South Auckland. Coming from somebody living over yeah. on the eastern beaches. Yeah, no, I, 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 I live in the leafy suburbs of, uh, of Epsom when I, the wife doesn't kick me out of the house. Um, but, you know, here's the other thing about the hypocrisy <laughs> of the argument. The Libertarian Party act is saying, oh, we want, we want greater control over. But I thought they believed in property rights. Shouldn't the ultimate property right of me be, if I want to build three storeys up, I should be able to be three storeys up. It's if, my uh, land, folks. Especially uh, in Rimuera. I'd yeah. love to have <laughs> No, but know, either you believe, even I, I if wanna, your act, I, you believe in quite, property rights or you quite, don't. Quote the ACT Party, David yeah. Seymour, uh, says it's a hollow stunt, it won't achieve anything. Yet he campaigned on a policy called Build Like the Boomers, which basically allows homeowners to make their own building decisions. Why would he oppose it? Oh, he's opposing it because there's, there's some sort of... There's, there, there are legs in this story for those that oppose. I mean, this is the guy that um, said he can't even afford a house. I mean, on his wages? Give me a break! I mean, he got left money and, and shares in a, in, a, in a trust that he forgot about. Um, gee, I wouldn't have forgotten about it. I would have sold a lot. Um, but look, you've got to fit people somewhere. This is not going to be the panacea for our kids and our mokos who can't actually afford Isn't it? It's 50,000 new houses in exactly. five years. And I mean, when you look at the sliding yeah. home ownership rates of Māori yeah. and Pacifica particularly, yeah. um, this could be the winning ticket. Of course, it's part of the winning ticket. And Crimea River... Same politicians say we need to build more houses but and we need to make houses more affordable. Well, you know, one of the mechanisms to do that and to stop people like me who benefit out of flipping homes without paying taxes, capital gain tax. So every mechanism to put poorer people into house, houses, he opposes. And I think the answer is simply vested interest. If you're on top of the property pile, you want to carry on being on top of the property pile and you want to kick the ladder out of people that are coming underneath you. And I'm over that. Yeah, so uh, the new rules are 80% of the space on your property. How many, how many metres do you think is taken up with your whare on your property? Oh, I, I mean, if I had the money, I'd be putting a couple more houses on there just for my kids and my mokos. Mm. Um, our our, our neighbours, you know, my mother-in-law and my brother-in-law, uh, that's three quarters of an acre. We could get 35 houses on there if we wanted to, and then, but where would we go? We would lose that, uh, that, that whānau, that community mm. sense. On one hand, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not opposed to it. 
and on the other hand, I like what I got and I'm keeping it and I'm not selling it to anybody. But the thing is, it's your choice, Sato, and you don't want to take those cho that choice out of others. And that's what that's what this opposition is trying to do. And, you know, there's levels of intensification in West Auckland and in South Auckland that already exists because they're poor areas and that's where they want poor people to live. Our, our organisation have written a submission on the, on the new bill um, that allows this to happen. Our concern is that, like Shane says, out in South Auckland and in West Auckland, huge intensification. Are there any homes for Māori? Mm. You know, because there is a lot of Māoris that live out in West Auckland and out in South well, Auckland. Well, here's the opportunity for yeah. Māori to actually live multi-generational with each other on a kainga. Yeah, yes. uh, uh, and, and a bouquet is to uh, Ngaitarangi. I think they're, 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 yes. they're actually going to build houses out of their settlement money for their own people. Yay! Kapai, let's move on to our Tweet of the Week or whatever you've been listening to. Shane, let's start with you. Oh, the Tweet of the Week is actually the genre of the Tweet of the Week and that's the hate speech that Pakia with high profile in the past, such as on John Ansonal, who was the man behind Iwi Kiwi, his rant and uh, his rant on uh, Facebook, etc., et yesterday, calling uh, COVID um, uh, vaccination genocide and that he would rather use the needle hanging, that guy needs to be in jail. I want to say, and I'm going to look in the... He was, at, he was having a go at a, yeah, a, a Labour MP. I want to say, and I want to look in, I want to look in the camera because I want to get this deliberate. If that was a Māori, a Māori activist saying that, the redneck radio would be all over that today and the narrative would be very different. Very I don't different. Think, I don't think many Māori would disagree with you there, Shane. Let's go to you, Tay. I have uh, one uh, from Morgan Godfrey, oh, yes. our brother. Who's just had a pepe, no mai te taonga. Miriamma. This is his tweet. I should announce, baby is here. Miriamma Jean, after her auntie Miriamma and Jean, after her great-great-grandmother. Another five living generation line for our whānau. Hannah and I are so very happy. Um, from me, brother, congratulations. Welcome, uh, another kawaro baby. That is, wow, yeah. That, yeah. Welcome that to the Māori population. Yeah, it's so lovely. A beautiful tweet for a lovely person who is used to be on RNZ quite a few times, so I'm, I'm glad you've used your space for that. I think that actually Morgan would agree with my tweet of the week, which is from Mohammed Safa, yes. or Safa, I'm not sure uh, where the Macron is. He asks, why is it if you can't pay your rent by less lattes, but not if you can't pay, pay your employees by fewer yachts? Sure. Yeah, I think... Not, I think a lot of people would agree with that. But, yeah, thank you for, for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you again next week. Uh, thanks for tuning in to all of you who have joined us for our second uh, video podcast. We'll be back with uh, more Māori po politics and analysis next week with the support of New Zealand on Air's Public Interest Journalism Fund. What are you up to for the weekend? Gardening, having a good time, and preparing to get out of the lockdown. Okay. Oh, absolutely gardening. I have this amazing system where I am about to get some real soil from my compost. Oh, you're going to like recycle this? Oh my god, this it's soil. amazing. I'm going to film it. What? Film it for us, bring yeah, it in. It can be your tweet of the week hey. next week. That's, that's true. Yes, I find that in my in the compost there's a lot of rubbish and then you have to like sift through it. But anyway, yeah. yeah.